0: It's time to get reconnected. Tune in every week to Enneagram Restore Podcast for Reconnected, a relationship series on how the Enneagram can be a bridge between your relationship goals and the current reality of your relationships. your host Braylon Williams and welcome back to another episode of Enneagram Restored Podcast. For my faithful listeners, thanks for listening again. For new listeners, I'm hoping that you enjoy this episode. So we are in the third week of the reconnected series and it's been so great of a series already. Um, Today is time for type 9 to get reconnected. So in today's show I'll be talking about how type 9s love nines in the five love languages, a nine's compatibility with other types, and how nines can reconnect with themselves and others. Nines express love in a way that allows them to keep peace, to have continual harmony. Uh, Nines love is motivated by their core desire to avoid conflict. Uh, it's also motivated by their um, core emotion, anger. And Nines are just known as um, people who are agenda mergers um, because they, they, they tend to just give up their Own ideas, their own agenda to go with the flow uh, that other people said. And they do this, they go with the flow of other people because of this idea of having peace, having harmony. They think that um, if they express their own ideas, if they um, have their own agenda, then peace is disrupted. Um, However, a, a nine, while they are agenda mergers, they are. At the same time independent thinkers and they are probably one of the most independent thinkers of the enneagram types. so it's kind of if you think about it, it's kind of counterintuitive to say all right a nine who is an independent thinker just goes along with the flow but it has nothing to do on how they think but rather why they think this way and so again like I said they are independent thinkers but they go with the flow that other people set because of this desire for peace and they have this idea this mentality saying that if I do not go with the flow and if I have my own ideas if I have uh, my own agenda then there would be no harmony there would be no peace in the environment so while so what a nine thinks is Okay, I have my own agenda, I have my own ideas, but I'm not going to follow that because I want peace and peace is achieved through following, merging my agenda with the agenda of other people. I'm just going along with other people say and do. They, they, and, and, yeah, um they are independent thinker thinkers and but again they are slow to come into expressing their own ideas expressing their own agenda and so when they finally assert themselves though they are unwavering and they won't back down but it's not necessarily this unwavering this not backing down aspect that they now have this self assertion might not expand past more than one area of life. They, they could be self asserted in their job, but still um, bowing down to other people's agenda in their social life. Or they could be self asserted in their social life. and then Or, or they can be self asserted in more than one place. But most of the time, a, a nine is not, uh, when, they, when they finally assert themselves. It's one area of life at a time. Um, they will do. They'll learn to self assert themselves in the job first, or in the, their social life first, and then they'll add on another self, another area of life to self assert themselves. And then once they get past that, then they add another one. It, it's not usual to see a nine to self assert themselves in every area of life at the same time. It's always one area at a time. So let's talk about what motivates a nine to express love in the way that they do. A nine's expression of love is mostly motivated by the core, again, by the core desire of avoiding conflict, um, which is also the reason behind their deadly sin of sloth. Uh, But I want to take a moment to pause right there and talk about this deadly sin. Uh, I talked about it more in depth in the first season, but they're not a sloth in the way that you would typically think of a sloth. They're not physically lazy. They're just lazy in their self-development. Um, again, because they think that having their own development, having their own ideas disrupts peace. So they are slow to come into their own ideas. They're slow to come into their own thinking. They're slow to come into their own agenda. So, They are sloths in this manner of where they um, are just slow to their own self development. Um, not necessarily physically lazy. They they won't necessarily be you know the ones laying on the couch all day eating potato chips, watching TV. Uh, they probably are be one of the most active types of the enneagram in being busy um, and going uh, having a, a social life, ha- having tasks to do. Um, but they are lazy in their self-development, uh, if that makes sense. And so their core emotion of anger also plays into the motivation of love in a way that they repress their anger. So after a certain amount of time, um, they become passive-aggressive type lovers they love in a way that's passive aggressive um because of this repression um they will forget about their anger but then somewhere down the road it might be a couple hours later it might be a couple days later it might be a month later, it might be years later but somewhere down the road they remember oh this thing angered me and so now they love in a way that's so passive aggressive So, but just like every other type, just like any person, a nine also has certain limitations of love. And a nine's limitations of love come into play when they start to assert themselves. So when a nine begins to assert their own agenda, they are often seen as having um, a lack of participation, being obstructionist to uh, uh, their partner's uh, ideas and things uh, in a way, but most of the time, and most of the time, people in a relationship with a nine see this lack of participation as a problem. However, a nine is not uh, inherently trying to be a problem. They just they they have to find a balance. Um, th- this is where the problem comes in, and this is why they are often seen as problem because nines are trying to find a balance of asserting themselves and and accepting the agenda of other people so they're trying to walk this thin line of okay how can we make this work where i assert my ideas, my agenda but at the same time you have your ideas and agenda assert into the situation where where is this nice balance a nine is constantly at a healthy nine, at least um who is constantly trying to figure out this level of balance of their their agenda with the person they're currently involved with agenda, this balance of all right, how to make both of us happy, how to make this relationship productive. And so it's not that they're, again, it's not that they're trying to be a problem. It's just that they have to find this balance of accepting others' agendas along with accepting their own agenda. So um, it, the, the way nines love is just so richly and so connected to this idea of peace and how they think they are supposed to achieve peace. I don't think it will, I don't think it it would do any good to try to reinforce some other type of way of loving. Um, but if you're somebody who's in a relationship with a nine, I I would just say, let them know that peace is always going to be in the relationship. Assure them that no matter what they think, no matter what they say, peace will always be in the relationship because they thrive, they desire, not thrive, they desire for harmony, they want peace in their environment, so just assure them that no matter what happens in your relationship with them, there will there will always be peace. There will always be harmony in your relationship with them. All right, let's move on to talk about the love languages and the type nine. Um, so, if you're not familiar with the five love languages—words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, physical touch. Um, then it, just know that these are um, five ways that we give and receive love in a manner that will actually make us feel love that will actually make us feel like our love tank um feel like it's full and, and these five languages are pretty self-explanatory within their names alone um, but if you if you would like to read more or know more about I'm, i highly encourage um you to purchase a copy of gary chapman's book the five love languages the secret to love that lasts um he he is kind of the person who um these love languages um to every in the to the modern society so everybody knows about it he's kind of the person who like wrote not necessarily um created them but he um, fleshed them out, he elaborated on them and shown people these and talked about it and has taught so much. And so his book, The Five, Lovel- five Lovel- Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Last, really goes in depth into what these five love languages are about. So I highly encourage you to purchase a copy and read it. Um, it's very meaningful and will allow you to see more of what I'm talking about here. So, but anyway, just like I did in last week's episode, um, I've taken my general understanding of the type 9 population and my research to make a ranking of the most to least love languages apparent in type 9s. So, this is how I would rank the love languages appearing in type 9s, um, most to least. Um, so, Quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. I think when it comes to a nine who has the love language of quality time, their idea of harmony is hinged on the fact that quality time is based in undivided attention. Um, It just seems that peace and undivided attention are synonymous to each other, you know, you really can't be mad at somebody if you if they have your undivided attention. You can't it's kinda of hard to, you know, say, oh, you did this to me yesterday, um, while giving them your entire attention and saying, I'm focusing on you. I'm focusing on your physical language. I'm focusing on your eye contact. I'm focusing on your emotions. Uh, focusing on your words. It's, it's hard to not have peace with somebody who is giving you their undivided attention. It's just hard. Um, so with the second love language, um, words of affirmation, again, just, just like quality time, I, I think... Um, in in the love language, a nine who has a love language of worst affirmation, I think, just just that peace is equal to being affirmed. So this idea goes back to a nine's characteristic of agenda merging. Uh, think think about it. If nines merge agenda. Merge their agenda with others to keep peace and they are being affirmed that they're that they are doing this correctly, that they're they're um, correctly um, merging agendas, that they're correctly accepting, going with the flow of others, then peace is ensued. But however, um, I I want to counter this. It, It should not be like that. We should not be affirming and denying that they're going to along with what we want now don't get me wrong there are cases that where that affirmation is needed uh, the workplace would be one you know if, if there's a certain goal as a team that you're trying to achieve not and to affirm or not that they're going in that direction to go that that's that's a positive way of affirming their agenda emerging. But for the most part in the social and the family and the relational aspect of it we should not be affirming a nine that they're going along with what we want however we 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 should affirm in a way that allows the nine to follow their own agenda because again they are truly independent for thinkers and we don't want them we should not want them to follow our agenda we should not want them to follow our wants and needs But in fact, we should encourage them to find their own agenda, to find their own ideas, to express those and to affirm them that when they express those, when when they express their own ideas, that peace is going to remain in the relationship. That's how we should be affirming nines that we have a relationship with. When it comes to access service and a type nine, I I start to get this mental image. um, I start to see mental images of like volunteer associations like the Red Cross um, helping people who are affected um, by natural disasters um, such as Hurricane Katrina. Um, I don't know why, but when I think access service and I think of a type nine who Has the love language of exit service. I I just start to mentally image all right, here's volunteers helping people uh, get back to normal, to rebuild their lives after the midst of a storm, after the midst of chaos. I mean, we've all seen these images on the news before. We've all seen, you know, uh, a hurricane happen and you have volunteers coming and hurts, just helping with cleanup efforts, helping rebuild what can be rebuilt. Helping people find valuable mementos um, from the family uh, that ha- they had have for their entire lives, and I know for me, it might be the same for you. It might not be, but I know for me, when I see these images on the news and after such cases like this, I'm just overcome with a sense of calmness and peace, and, and because in these images. I, I just don't see the usual bickering and fighting that is often portrayed within the news. Um, but I see a side of humanity that is just wanting people to feel loved. A side of humanity that, you know, after chaos, just wants people to have peace. So th- that's, that, that's, that's what I think of Nine, who has the... Um, love language of acts of service kind of feels internally. It's like this ever um, helping person like, all right, in the midst of chaos, I want you to have peace. So I'm offering you my love in a way that I can help you rebuild what can be rebuilt. I can help you um, clean up what needs to be cleaned up. I, I am in, in a way a nine who has the love language of acts of service is, is acting as the Red Cross to those who they are in relationship with. And it's it's such, at least for me at least, it's such a beautiful image to just imagine, you know, a nine who is constantly just helping people to rebuild life, helping people to just feel like humans again because a disaster has come and they just don't feel worthy, enough you know, anymore. It's just a beautiful image in my and I, I hope this. I hope this is an image that you know. May, maybe you haven't thought of th- thought of it this way before, but if, if you're like, "Yeah, that makes sense," I hope like this idea of a nine who's volunteering their time to rebuild life, to offer hope and humanity again after a disaster. I hope that image is just as beautiful to you as it is for me. Because even now, as I'm talking about it, I just feel. I, very overwhelming sense of calmness and overwhelming sense of peace just even talking about it now. But I want to move on to physical touch. So physical touch for a nine is fairly simple. It doesn't really relate to a nine's desire for peace, but but rather it relates to a nine's desire for warmth. So this desire for warmth there in, for warmth that a nine has is often rooted in the idea of being safe and loved. It's kind of like, again, here's another mental image, but it's kind of like a newborn baby who is just constantly desiring to be held because they can't offer protection. This newborn baby can't offer can't offer warmth themselves, so they desire to be held by their mother or their father or somebody so they can feel warmth and they can feel they can feel loved. And and that's that's the mental image that I get with that one. So we've covered quality time, we covered words information, we covered extra service, we covered physical touch. But what about gifts? All right, so gifts is the last one that I have ranked. Um, and honestly, thinking about the last week's episode, just like type eights, I, I think for gifts. And a nine who has this love language is it's rooted in this kind of like idea of shallowness, shallowness. Um, and th- this is the reason why I, I rank gifts as the last for nines, and why so few nines have this love language is because most often, ta- most often than not, at times gifts are just shallow. They aren't meaningful. They aren't thought through. There's no thought process behind a gift. It's more of like a, oh, thank you for coming to my party or thank you for being in my life. You may or may not like this. So, shallowness can lead to anger. It, It can lead to fighting. It can lead to bickering, which, again, nines desire peace, nines desire harmony so if something that's shallow can lead to that why be this the most apparent love language in a type nine? and sometimes get like, like i said sometimes gifts are just more often than not offered, offered as a and as an appeasement and replacement of true harmony and in addition to all of that, gifts are usually given on special occasions. So if a nine is always looking for continual harmony, always looking for peace in a relationship, and their love language is gifts, but gifts are only given on special occasions like birthdays, weddings, anniversary, um, how can they have? continual, daily peace. How can they have daily harmony if they think, if, if their thinking is a gift shows love and that love shows peace, that love shows harmony and they desire peace and harmony but they are only receive a gift a couple times out of the year then they're not going to have continual peace. They're not going to have continual harmony. So, but now i want i want to shift our focus in this episode to a nice compatibility with the other types but before we go there I, again i want to remind you that love languages are case by case and this ranking that hyper I, I have presented is just a personal opinion of mine um but that opinion is based in research it is based on prior knowledge uh, but that that does not make this ranking concrete you know information it can be completely different or you could think is completely different uh, but this this ranking of I know quality time being the most apparent love language in uh, type nines and gifts being the least apparent love language in type nines is solely my opinion, based off research and prior knowledge, so uh, this is not concrete. I just want to offer that reminder for you. But yeah, um, let's 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 talk about in a moment. Let's talk about um, nines compatibility with um, the other types of the enneagram. I'm so glad that you have chosen to come along with me in another season of restoration. Season one was so great. And I think that in the second season, uh, it's important to focus on relationships. And so I also want to challenge you in the second season that you'll be intentional about showing love to your significant other, family, and friends. All right. Let's talk about... A nine's compatibility with the other Enneagram types. Now, I know I've talked a lot already, and there's even more information in this too. Because, um, don't hate me, but um, my notes for this on compatibility are like three pages long. Don't hate me, um, but I'm going to try to go through them very quickly. so we can get to the actual reason behind this episode which is the reconnection moment and so we can find out how a nine can reconnect with themselves and how they can reconnect with others and how others can reconnect with the nine as well so let's just get started let's shift from here uh so before we talk explicitly about um nines in relationship with the other types uh, I want to define what compatibility is, um, especially with, in relation to the enneagram. So, compatibility in the enneagram is the understanding of each type's capability of existing together in harmony, in accordance with their core type, uh, w- with their core emotion, their core, the core emotion, and their, their understanding of the world and their stress and security numbers. Um, now there is no, all right, set in stone of, all right, nines can only live in relation with these people or they can only marry these people and be friends with the, be, these other types. No, there is none of that. Um, this compatibility is only to offer like a baseline of, all right, this is kind of what a relationship with nine will look like. Um, how can we strengthen it? Uh, where are some Trouble spots. Um, so, compatibility is only a guiding point. There is no concrete, all right. If I'm a nine, I have to marry uh, a type two, or if I'm a nine, I can only be friends with a type three. There's none of that. This is this compatibility is only a guiding point in your relationship to say, all right, here's some aspects. How can we strengthen this? And here's some aspects of our downfall. How can we, you know, avoid those pitfalls? Um, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like being given a hint to a trivia puzzle. Honestly, uh, the answer is not within the hint itself. But he- here's your hint. Um, you have to go find the answer based off this hint. All right. So, uh, with that being said, a nine can be compatible with anybody. As long as both the nine and their partner are willing and able and devoted to deeply caring and understanding and working toward a shared goal of the relationship together, that's the true test of compatibility. Are you and your loved one, are your friend, are you working towards a shared goal for your relationship that will strengthen your relationship? That's the true test for compatibility. All right, so the first pairing that I want to talk about, though, um, when it comes with a nine's compatibility is the nine and one pairing. So this couple is a very idealistic couple. Each type brings a desire for changing the world to the relationship. Um, This couple loves to love people um, in the community. They both love giving to each other. The nine in this relationship, the nine in this one and nine pairing, um, gives the one a softer side that takes away some of the um, criticalness and seriousness of the one. The one in this pairing though, um, gives the nine clarity and guidance that they often lack. And each type in this nine and one pairing Brings specialties to the table though. Uh, nine is bring more a more interpersonal orientation and gentleness. Nine is also bring accepting quality that nurtures, nurtures, and supports others without much explicit demand for self-improvement. And ones bring clarity, they bring rationality, and they bring the ability to articulate ideals and understandings. So there's a lot of good to this nine and one couple, but as I always say, excuse me, as I always say, there's always some good to the bad, you know, the idea of yin and yang. Um, and the main problem area for this couple is each type's method of dealing with conflict and stress. So... In stress, nines shut down; they withdraw, um, which in turn makes them less effective in correcting the problem. Uh, whereas ones, when they begin to stress, when they try to solve conflict, they confront conflict; they they exude anger and and they exude dissatisfaction with everything and everyone, which makes them develop an accept an obsession with finding with. Who, who who is at fault for who who is at fault for this problem and they are are they are obsessed with legislating ways to improve the situation so a key thing with this couple would be having patience and ha- having healthy communication skills will just help this couple maintain a healthy relationship. A couple who is warm, a couple who is kind, a couple who is good-natured, a couple who has all these qualities and even some more good qualities, accurately describes the nine-and-two couple. So the nine-and-two couple is a very mellow couple. This couple has an emphasis on hospitality, and this emphasis on hospitality serves as a reminder to others of how healing it is to be around loving and generous people. In this 9 and 2 relationship, 9s bring a quiet steadiness and uncomplicated instructions, and 2s bring a great amount of engaging energy that is very outwardly and interpersonal. Um, Nines have a lot to respond. Nines have a lot to teach twos. Nines help twos understand that it is not necessary, nor is it healthy to recognize, to respond to every feeling that they pick up from other people. Nines also help twos recognize their tendency to overreach into the lives of others, they help to set boundaries. Um, and and since both the nine and the two tend to um, go along with the agenda of other people, um, it will do their relationship a great deal of good. One person to be the decision maker um, within this couple coupling, but having this, but having a negotiating power and decision making puts both the nine and two. Under increasing stress and they both tend to feel that they are being forced into the um, bad guy role in the family. And that they are and will be resented and unloved while their partner gets off per se the hook. Um, this is only only analogy. This is not true. This is just kind of how they feel. Um, this this 9 and 2 couple also... Does not find it easy to discuss their feelings or their growing discontent with the power balance of the relationship, or it they, they they don't find it easy to discuss any sources of resentment or potential conflicts. Healthy communication is key. The two and this relationship can become domineering um, so when a nine finally speaks up for themselves when a nine finally asserts themselves the two takes this as a lack of gratitude and uses the nines comments of self-assertion against them so um In the end, this couple, which seems to be so supportive, tends to end through attrition. They tend to end through the pressure of the relationship becoming too much and drifting apart. Communication is key for this relationship. So let's talk about the nine and three pairing. The 9s give 3s an enormous amount of support, an enormous amount of encouragement, and a sense of pride in their accomplishments. 9s help 3s relax and find enjoyment in the simple things. Um, And 3s help 9s too. 3s help 9s to properly value themselves, to have more self-respect. 3s help 9s to invest in their own development. Threes also energize and bring both change and excitement to the relationship. Um, Again, threes are people who are very outgoing social people, they um, are known as the performer. So yeah, threes bring a lot of energy to the relationship. that doesn't mean nines bring nothing to, nines bring a lot of great qualities as well. Nines bring assurance to the three that they are loved for who they are and not for their accomplishments. But the problem for this relationship, the problem for the nine and three relationship is the ability to discuss feelings and conflict, which for many types, um, especially for a lot of types within the gut triad, it is not easy to do, and is often the source of breaking up. So, especially for a nine and three couple, they can develop this pattern of breaking up and getting back together uh, because they're not discussing the root problem. Because nine does not want to talk about what's bothering, in fear of endangering the relationship even more, and threes don't want to talk about what's bothering and fear of rejection and fear of exposing the falseness of the relationship. So not addressing the root problem, the underlying problem in this relationship is often the source of this breaking up, getting back together pattern. Uh, not addressing their feelings and the frustrations, which is cause will just cause this relationship to end. However, when, once they find and learn how to communicate effectively, effectively their frustrations and their feelings, this this pairing is great in working together. They're great in partnering on projects. They just have to find this healthy balance of effectively communicating their feelings and frustrations being tender-hearted and highly sympathetic to suffering they find to the suffering they find in their partner describes the relationship of a 9 and 4 couple very well both the 9 and 4 want to find deep connection within each other, uh, but they still desire autonomy um, and privacy. privacy. Um, Both the 9 and 4 are highly creative and idealistic people. Um, Since 4s are good at naming feelings and pinpointing emotional states, they allow 9s to be more intense and expressive about their feelings. And since nines are good at creating a non-judgmental environment, they allow for us to feel understood and accepted for who they are. But again, there's always good to the bad. There's always bad to the good, vice right? Versa. Uh, here's the yin to the yang of this relationship. The biggest problem area for the, this nine and four relationship is how each type reacts to the increase in stress nines become more disengaged whereas fours become more emotionally volatile and demanding so learning again effective communication skills i know it sounds very cliche but it communication is key for a lot of things in life and it rings true even in this relationship too learning effective communication skills will help strengthen this relationship greatly so Again, I know it sounds it, it's, I sound like a broken record, honestly, when I'd say, all right, here's how to strengthen this relationship, communication, effective communication. I, I, I know it sounds like a broken record, but it's just so true. Communication is is key. I know it sounds cliche, but communication is key, not not only within romantic relationships, but also with the platonic relationships. Communicating effectively will strengthen your relationship Communication is key. Again, I know it sounds like a broken record. I know I sound like I'm saying it over and over again, in which I kind of am. But it's, it's just so, so true on how effective communication can strengthen relationships, whether it's romantic, whether it's platonic, whether it's family, whether it's mother to son, mother to daughter, father to son, father to daughter. No matter the relationship, communic- effective communication is key. All right, so let's talk about the nine and five pairing. This coupling is characterized by a sense of quiet, a non-intrusiveness, spaciousness, and respect for each other's boundaries, work, respect for individuality. This couple also has a great deal of personal and emotional space. Nines who are the most, most emotional type of this pairing but often nines don't know how to express their feelings so they they appreciate the five's ability to draw them out of this inner fuzziness uh, and fives appreciate the nine's warmth and nurturing qualities which allows them as a five to relax deeply and, and completely and often this couple is initi- initiating each other into very different world views. however Tension in this relationship grows as a result of of the very amount of boundaries and of feeling pressured or intruded on by, excuse me, by the very amount of space that each is willing and able to give the other. Both types are highly aware of boundaries and of feeling pressured or intruded on by anyone, so both tend to expect the other. They expect an uh, unusual degree of independence from the other and give a large degree of freedom to the other without being asked to do this. it's this uh, It's for this reason that it is often difficult for both types to take the initiative or to be decisive about calling or checking in on a regular basis or even to know what their feelings are telling them about the other. This is why both types can be disconnected from themselves and each other and each other which will often cause them to live in projections and imaginations rather than seeing the other person as they are like i said, like i just said it sounds cliche i sound like a broken record but effective communication is key to this relationship learning healthy and effective communication skills will help strengthen this couple's relationship like crazy it will strengthen a relationship like they never thought the relationship could be strengthened i just want to pause where we are and we've covered a lot let's just take a moment to breathe let's close our eyes and just breathe in deep and sense where we are feel the feel the breath as you inhale deeply and feel your feet against the floor and just feel your environment around you so great. Oftentimes we rush through life and we soak in all this information. So I just really wanted to make it a point throughout this series and even at next season uh, of life and even as this podcast continues, I just want to make it a point for not only me, but for also those around me to just take a moment throughout your day and just Breathe. Allow yourself to be grounded through just filling the environment. Now, I know we only taking a short time of breathing here, but I encourage you to take even longer. Take five minutes, ten minutes, as long as you like to just make it a part of your daily schedule to just take a moment. In the quietness, and breathe deeply. Allow yourself to be grounded in, in life. Allow allow yourself to feel your feet touching the ground, your breath entering in and out of your lungs. Just a moment to be grounded in the business of life. The nine and six coupling is one of the most um, common and most stable relationships of the Enneagram. Now, the 9 and 6 are both very different types, both very different people, but they both desire similar similar things. 6s um, six six desire security and predictability, and nine desire stability and autonomy. Um, so both the 9 and 6 want their lives to be built on solid, dependable values. Uh, each type propels each other forward in life nines offer sixes rest and relaxation um, because which honestly though is much needed because sixes are kind of neurotic so the the nine's ability to offer this rest this relaxation is very much appreciated by the six and sixes offer nines the courage to find their voice in the world uh, and because both both types dislike change and they love the familiarity of life, th- they will put off confrontations until they are pushed to a limit that forces them to um, engage on these confrontations to actually uh, say, all right, we need to fix this problem. They will put those problems off until it is absolutely necessary, uh, almost to a point to where if they don't fix the problem, Life cannot go on, type of thing. Um, because they just dislike change, they, they love the familiar familiarness of life, and, and that love for familiarness is, is the biggest problem of this relationship. But, um, that doesn't mean that change does not happen within this relationship, it, it just means that when it does happen, it, it is. The change is slow and it's methodical uh, because it's very thought through. Um, so they're not going to be all right. Let's. This, this is a very um, primary example, but uh, it's, they're not going to say all right. Let's change up where we go to eat to where we go to eat lunch on Saturday afternoons instead of going to the steakhouse. Let's let's go Dairy Queen. Uh, a change. Change like that is not going to be uh, just, all right, one I we're at Dairy a Steakhouse. Uh, no, it's going to be, why Why do we want to make this change? Why Why is, is there something unsettling about the experience at the steakhouse? Again, that, that's a very primary example, but it's kind of like that. It, there's a lot of thought processing to the idea of change within the relationship. It's not quick and cut and easy, it's slow and methodical. So it's just thought behind change within a nine and six relationship. Um, so yeah. So the nine and seven couple are both practical and able to make the best of their limitations. Both the nine and seven are capable of making the most mundane events pleasurable, pleasurable and pleasant. Sevens provide the stimulation, they, they bring the fun, they bring the sparkle, they bring the adventure to the relationship. And nines provide the audience. They bring steadiness, they bring support and acceptance to the relationship. Uh, so as long as Neither takes advantage of the other. There is a good balance between energy and relaxation in this couple. And it's important to for this couple to develop healthy ways of working through the painful aspects of life because neither the nine nor the seven are usually adept at working through the negative or painful aspects of life, of the relationship. So, again, broken record here. Effective communication. And healthy decision making skills will help the nine and seven thrive in the relationship and there are a lot of great qualities about this next couple too um, a lot of great qualities to admire about the nine and eight coupling and when they're when the nine and eight coupling talents are, Harness together and they are after the same goals this couple is very dynamic and powerful and they're comfortable and it's receptive of each other at the same time in this nine and eight relationship eights teach nine self-confidence and self-assertion and nines teach eight teach eights which battles are worth fighting for and how not to push so hard In this relationship, eight spring leadership qualities and ability to make things happen, which is greatly admired by the nine, who often lacks this ability to get things done because of excuse me, that because of withdrawing art, this desire for peace. They they don't really assert their decision and things. So a nine admires the fact that an eight is able to make the decision and lead well. But also in this relationship, nines are like a safe harbor for the eight. They bring a sense of calm and stability that eights find soothing and necessary for their well-being. And as an eight myself, who... Can also experience moments of nineness because I can have a nine wing, and even just recently, this past couple of weeks, I've I've noticed that I've kind of switched into um, going from a seven wing to a nine wing a little bit, um, through a little bit of uh, chaos and heartbreak, and just being able to be allow myself to be safe within myself was so soothing, like. All right, things didn't go the way I planned, but the nines and he took over. It's like, all right, let's anchor to this harbor, let's anchor to the port. Might not work out, but we can always chart a new course. Uh, so, yeah, as an ape myself, I can really appreciate this, really be, appreciate being safe and a nine in this manner. And one of the main problem errors for this eight and nine coupling, though, is, is, their, is that their, their defenses go in opposite, opposite directions when they begin to deteriorate. Um, again, nines tend to shut down, whereas eights tend to push harder. When their dreams for this relationship collide, they need to process logically and without withdrawing into their inner world. And they, they may need help from outside sources to develop their effective to develop their health communication skills to improve their communication Um, they may need more than just themselves they may need uh, some outside sources some outside help so if you are a friend with a nine and eight couple please be there offer them um, that resource to improve their communication All right, let's talk about the last pairing of the enneagrams, And that is the double nine pairing, at least for the nine compatibilities with other types. So the double nine pairing is one of the most common same type um, pairings of the Enneagram. So it's one of the most ones you'll see two nines together um, type of thing. This couple is invariably quiet. Supportive of each other and those around them. They are comfortable to be around and hospitable to others. This couple is very patient with each other and quick to forgive each other. Um, this couple can be, but this couple can be so bound to their desire for harmony that they can find it difficult to raise important issues to the other, which in turn becomes part of this couple's Achilles heel. Uh, so as this couple deteriorates, they begin to idolize each other, but they don't really relate to the, the other person as he or she really is. You uh, know, so in order to maintain a healthy relationship, it is important for each nine in this double nine pairing couple to lead the way in questioning the status quo. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to. Um, it's more for each of them not to allow themselves to get caught up in the familiarity of life. Um, both nines in this relationship should be on guard for, you know, how can we shake up our relationship? How can we change our relationship per se? Let's not get stuck in the status quo is the mindset that this couple needs to have. Let's not get stuck in, all right, we've always done it this way, so we can't do it. All right, we've always gone to lunch here, so we got go to go lunch. Don't get stuck in the status quo, um, both nines in this, in this relationship needs to just be able to be like, all right, we're, we're, in, we're in a rut, Let, let's get out of this rut, because we're, and we're in this rut because we're sticking with a routine that's fixing us into the status quo of life. So it takes both nines in this double nine pairing to do that. It's not one or the other, it's both, uh, and doing this will allow this relationship to um, improve. all right so that's the compatibility of type 9 with the other types of the Enneagram let's talk about the actual reason behind this series and behind this episode how can nines reconnect with themselves and with others and how can others understand nines and reconnect with a nine all right so let me start by talking just to type nines out there. So if you're nine and as you begin to understand yourself more it's important for you to discover your agenda it's important that you discover your own ideas your own wants and that you assert those recognize your anger and use it as And use it to power yourself towards becoming better. And use this anger in a righteous way. Don't repress it. But use it in a way that propels you to better yourself. And use it in a healthy way. Take the anger. Channel it through. And use it in a healthy way that will allow you to express your agenda. Use it. For your self-assertion recognize your anger and use it in your and use it for your good so how do you as a nine practically connect with yourself and with other people well I had the answer to that question I know cuz I'm like the you know genie here i'm the have all the answers you need to this okay but uh just kidding it's okay to laugh um but it's very simple when you in connecting with yourself and other people understand that having your own agenda and having your own wants will not disrupt peace in your relationships i really love the whole premise of The chapter about nines in Suzanne Stabile's book, *The Path Between Us*, in which she entitles this chapter, "Risking Conflict for Connection," and the whole premise for this chapter is that sometimes conflict conflict brings real connection. So recognize that. Now, I'm not saying you you can't avoid conflict. There are moments in time in life where you will need to avoid conflict. That's a given. And I'm not saying that you go out looking for conflict. But what I am saying is when you encounter conflict, embrace it. I know that sounds weird. But when when your partner is like, "Ah, oh, I don't like this quality about you. And they're bickering at you. You look like. Embrace the conflict. Don't hide from it. Just in the moment, say something like, I hear you. I understand. Now tell me, how can I, what can I do to make you feel less threatened by this characteristic that I have? That's just one example. Um, And again, you don't have to avoid conflict and you don't have to find conflict, but when you do encounter conflict, Embrace it. This will help you connect with yourself and with others very well in life, and um, will just help you as a person. All right. So now I want to talk to every other person out there who is not a nine. So, if you're not a nine, that means you are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight. Um, just in case you did, you had, need that reminder. Um, so if you're not a nine, though, when it comes to understanding a nine, you will need to have patience. Don't get frustrated and with the nine's lack of expressing their needs and wants. Um, just have patience. Underst- understand that nines know that they have personal needs and wants. However, they need help expressing what, they, what those things are. Be patient because they will finally assert themselves one day, but finding this this self-assertion is a slow process. It's not something that just happens like in the blink of an eye. Finding their self-assertion of their needs and wants, their agenda, finding that self-assertion of themselves is a slow process. It might happen two days from now. It might happen a month from now. It might happen five years from now. It might happen 20 years from now, but patience is key in relationship with a nine because they will find a way to be self-confident and self-asserted, but it's slow. So just be patient and don't get frustrated with them. And to quote Suzanne Stabile again, Encourage nines to develop their identity and relationship with you. When you connect with a nine, find ways to help them confidently express what it is that they want and need. Help them understand that not following someone else's agenda will not cause conflict. So be patient and help them. Don't get frustrated. Help them find this self-assertion, this self-confidence that that they are lacking. I hope this advice will help you reconnect with yourself as a nine and help you reconnect with those around you. And for those who are nine, nine, I hope it helps you understand nines better and I hope it allows you to offer, be more connected to the nines you do know in a way that will just strengthen your relationship like you've never seen before. So it's been a great episode. Love doing this series already. I know it's only a few episodes in, but great series. Well, that is all for this week's episode of Enneagram Historic Podcast. Um, again, thank you for listening. Um, don't miss next week's show. We'll close out talking about the gut types um, with type 1s uh, being reconnected. Um, then we'll move on after that episode. We'll move on to uh, type 2, which will start our uh, three-episode um, round of talking about the gut um, Heart types. So don't want to miss it. This series has been great already. It's going to only get better. And remember that the Enneagram doesn't define you, but it does bring restoration. It helps reshape your thinking and habits.